Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Well, this is the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Haywood alongside the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Specifically, I'm on today with David Lee of Mach 1 Financial Group. He's serving you in Northwest Arkansas as a retirement income planning specialist. You can find him in the firm online at mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-the-number-one-financial.com. Or you can call 479-876-2100, and that's 479-876-2100. David, hello, and welcome into the show. Hey, Mark. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. Always good to be here with you. David, today I want to talk a little bit about fuzzy math. Might okay. you have an idea of what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I think I know where you're probably headed. <laughs> Maybe where I'm headed with this. Well, in fact, we've kind of discovered that a lot of investors, and quite frankly, sometimes advisors as well, fall victim to what we call fuzzy math when it comes to their retirement planning. Let's just explore some of these areas of fuzzy math, okay? Okay. So as an example, if someone came in and they said to you, or if you heard an advisor talking about this, and they said, the mutual funds that I'm currently invested in have averaged 7% annual growth for the last five years, and I'm perfectly happy with that return throughout my retirement, why might that be fuzzy math? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, average annual returns uh, can be fuzzy in and of themselves because it's an average annual. So that could mean that you have some years where it's getting a a really high rate of return, but you could have some negative years in there as well. Let's say you had a year where the market goes up 10%, and then the next year it's down 10%. So you have $100,000, right? You earn 10% on it year one, let's say. So now you're at 110000 Now the next year, the market goes down 10%. So now you're down to 99000 And then the last year, it goes up 10% again. Okay, so you'd be at 108,900. So 10 minus 10 is zero, plus 10 is 10, divided by three. You'd be looking at about a 3% annual rate of return, right? So if you had $100,000 at 3% per year, you'd expect to be at about 110,000 or so. But with that example, if you do the calculation on your own at home, you'll see that if you made 10% year one, lost 10% year two, made 10% on the balance year three, you're at about 108. Well, why aren't you at 110? Because it's an average annualized return. And that's without even getting into fees and expenses. That's the other thing that can be fuzzy about that average annualized return. You need to make sure that you understand is that gross or net? In other words, is that 7% average annualized return before fees or after fees. If it's before fees, then the results are going to be significantly less than what you thought was a 7% average annualized return. The other thing that's very important is obviously when you're retired, if you're taking income from the investment account, an average annualized return is not as important as a consistent steady return Again, especially if you're taking income from the account on a steady monthly or annual basis, because if you have one of those years where it loses money and yet you're still needing to take money out of an account while it's losing money, that's the opposite of what's called dollar cost averaging. You're having to sell more shares when the market is down to generate the same net amount of income on a monthly basis which is just the opposite of dollar cost averaging, which is where when you're working and you're putting money into your 401k or investment account, as the market goes up, if you're putting a steady you know, dollar figure in, the same dollar figure per month, say $100 a month, you're buying fewer shares when the market is 
higher in more shares when the market takes a dip. That helps you because it helps to decrease your average cost per share over time and thus increasing your rate of return over time. When you're in retirement and you're no longer putting money in, you're pulling money out. If you're pulling money out on a steady monthly basis, it works great as long as the market is going up or is stable. But in those down years, like I just said earlier, you're having to sell more shares of stock or a fund to generate the same monthly income, which is basically negative dollar cost averaging. So that's the other thing you need to think about is that average annualized return is taken into account both positive years and negative years. When you're in retirement, those negative years are much more consequential than the positive years are. So make sure you understand when you should take money out of various accounts. We have a plan for that here at Mach 1 that we could show you how we structure our income plan for our clients and which accounts we take money out of depending on whether the market is up or down. So that's an important thing to understand and make sure you don't fall victim to fuzzy math is where is income coming out of depending on whether the market is up or down. It's important to understand whether those returns are net of fees or gross of fees. And it's important to understand that average annualized means exactly what it means. It's averaged over a multiple number of years, including both up years and down years. And that can make a significant difference, again, especially when you're retired. David, another example of a time somebody might be doing some fuzzy math. If they come to you and they say, it's definitely best to wait until I'm 70 to start my Social Security so that I can get the biggest monthly amount possible. What's problematic about that? Well, the problematic thing there is the real right answer about when you should collect Social Security is unknowable. And the reason I say that is because to know when is the optimal time for you to take Social Security, you got to know when you're going to die. And of course, none of us know when our last day is going to come. So that's why you can't just simply take a blanket statement and say, well, I'm just going to wait till I'm 70 because that's how I get the most income out of Social Security. That's true. You will get the most monthly benefit by waiting as long as possible, which is age 70. But there's more to the story than just that. So you have to take into account all of your other income sources. You have to take into account your tax bracket. You have to take into account your longevity expectations. If you're in bad health, for example, you might want to take it sooner rather than later. So here again, the retirement analysis can take a lot of the guesswork out of it for us. We can plug in a variety of different scenarios after we've plugged in all of your data. And we can say, well, let's look at it. Let's say if you turned on Social Security at 62 or if you waited till 66 and a half or if you waited all the way to 70, we can look at what each of those outcomes look like and we can see whether it's really a significant benefit to wait or not. And we can also plug in worst case scenarios and say, well, what if, you know, you or your spouse died early, you know, then does it make sense to take it sooner versus later? And we can come up with, you know, the best case scenario for what would be probably the ideal time for you to turn on Social Security. Again, with the caveat that the truth is nobody can know for sure the optimal age at which to turn it on because you don't know when you're going to die. All right, David, another bit of fuzzy math for you here. Somebody comes to you and says, I'm currently saving for retirement, but I won't need to do that once I'm actually retired, so I won't need as much income in retirement as I do now. Why is this one not only fuzzy, but in some cases dangerous? Yeah, and that is a common misperception. People think, well, I won't need as much income in retirement as I do now. And there's an element of truth to that. You may not need as much gross income, but 
from my experience, most people are going to need about the same net amount of income post-retirement as they had pre-retirement. So you think about it. Let's say you're making $100,000 a year. After taxes come out and after your 401k contribution comes out, et cetera, it's other stuff, you've got a certain amount of net income that hits your bank account each month, right? And so out of that net spendable income, really take a close look at how much of that are you actually spending versus how much of that are you actually saving. Now, to really get a good, honest look at that, you would have to say, well, is my bank account typically going up each month? over the course of a year, or is it staying kind of flat? So obviously if your bank account is staying flat, that tells you that you're spending all of your net income. So it's important that you take an honest assessment of what you're actually spending each month, because here's the fact of the matter. Most people are not going to be able to take a significant, and most people would not want to take a significant cut in standard of living post-retirement that they had pre-retirement. So you take an honest assessment of what you're actually spending each month, you're going to continue to spend that post-retirement. And actually, it's probably going to be more than that because you got to adjust for inflation. So that's, again, one of the things that we do for folks in that retirement analysis. We'll take into account the effects of inflation. We always start with what are you spending? What are you net spending today? And then we're able to make a correct or an accurate projection into the future. Now, granted, there may be some things you're spending money on today that realistically you won't be spending money on tomorrow. So for example, if you've got a kid in college right now and that kid's got, you know, hopefully two years left before he or she graduates, that's an example of an expense that you currently have that you won't have later, but we can project for that. We can say, okay, well, for the next two years, your expenses are gonna be this for college, but in two years, that's gonna go away. And so the software is able to accurately account for those future changes in expenditures. But once we have all those data points put in there, we can really get a good gauge of how much you're really probably going to be spending post-retirement. And you'd be surprised that it's not significantly less than what you were used to pre-retirement. So definitely people have this misconception. And as a result, they can sometimes miscalculate and underestimate how much they need to have saved by the time they retire. And finally, David, someone comes to you and they say, this is kind of in that same vein, actually thinking about monthly income and whatnot. If someone comes to you and they say, I can take 4% out of my portfolio every year without running out of money. So if I just follow that rule, I'll be fine. Again, not quite right. Yeah, not quite right. That is just a rule of thumb. It's not quite right because number one, that rule of thumb is age dependent. So the younger you are, the lower that quote unquote safe rate of withdrawal goes. So if you if you were 55, for example, that safe rate of withdrawal might only be two and a half percent or two percent. If you're 70, it might be, you know, closer to six percent or six and a half. So it's very much age dependent. And even if you're looking at the proper age and the safe rate of withdrawal that goes along with that age, that is just a rule of thumb. There's still no guarantee that those safe rate of withdrawals will work. There's a high probability that they will work, but there's no guarantee that they will work. So yeah, you can't just take a blanket statement and say, well, if I retire, if I just take out 4% a year, I'm going to be okay. It greatly depends on your age. It can also greatly depend on the risk level that you're taking in your investments. So it's not that simple. Again, kind of to your point, that'd be fuzzy math. It's not quite as simple as just saying you can rely on that 4% rule regardless of age. 
And so, David, as we're talking about fuzzy math, wrapping up here, if we want to get clear thinking, right, that's the goal to do correct math, if that's what we're trying to do, to have a proper plan in place, what does that look like for somebody to come in and meet with you and the team at Mach 1 Financial Group and get that plan and begin to see things more clearly? Yeah, so first thing I want to communicate is don't have a fear or an apprehension of coming in. I realize that for a lot of people, you may view going to talk to an advisor as worse than going to talk to a, a doctor about some major upcoming surgery. Don't have a fear or apprehension because I'm telling you, in many, many cases, it's better than you anticipate. And even if you're one of those cases where it's not better than anticipated, at least you'll know the truth and at least you'll know what you need to do to correct the situation that you're in. So what would it look like? When you come in for an appointment, we'll first sit down and, you know, get to know each other a little bit. I'll tell you a little bit about my background and my family. I want to hear about yours as well because I like to know the people that I'm working with. And then we'll transition from that into figuring out what you're looking for. Most people, when they come in the door, they're just simply trying to figure out, am I on the right track? Am I saving enough so that I can retire at age 55 or 60 or 65 or whatever the age may be, whatever the goal is. Then we will start collecting data to figure out, well, are you? I can't really answer that question without having a lot of information. So we'll collect information from you such as, well, how much have you saved already for your 401k? How much are you putting into that per month? How much is your employer matching you? What other savings, if any, do you have outside your 401k? Do you have a pension benefit that you expect to receive in the future? How much is your Social Security benefit? And if you don't know that, it's all available online now. So we can quickly go online to socialsecurity.gov and we can figure out exactly what your Social Security benefit is going to be. And then the hard part for most people is figuring out how much you're actually spending each month. So if you're one of those folks that really does a good job of budgeting, that won't be too difficult of a problem for you to tackle. If you're one that's never lived on a budget or never even heard of what a budget is, we can help you with that. But we want to have a clear idea of what you're actually spending per month in today's dollars, as well as which of those expenses may go away in the future, kind of like we alluded to earlier. And that way we can get a clear idea of what your spending post-retirement is likely to look like. Once we have all those data points plugged in, and there are some others that I didn't mention, but those are the main ones. Once we have all that plugged in, we can then help you determine if you're on track, ahead of schedule, or behind schedule. If you're behind, it's not anything to worry about because typically to get back on track, it's not as drastic of a measure that you might think. Speaking of stories, here's a quick example that I can think of off the top of my head. About this time last year, I had a young lady come in and talk to me. She's about 45 years old. Her first child was getting ready to start college and she uh, didn't have hardly anything saved for retirement, and she was very concerned about how she was not only going to save for retirement, but how she was going to pay for college. And she did not really have a budget set up. We helped her get on a budget. We helped her come up with a concrete plan for how to get out of some credit card debt that she had. And to her credit, she went and actually did all the things that we told her to do, which is the hard part, right? We can't do it for you, but we can at least give you the advice and the concrete steps to take to get you to where you want to be. She came in a few weeks ago after not coming in here for a year. She had done all the things that we had asked her to do. She was out of credit card debt. She had paid for her daughter's first year of college. She was tithing. She was given to her church. 
And the Lord had blessed all those efforts. And I'm telling you, she was in good shape. And we updated her retirement analysis. And it was one of those situations that I talk about that's very common. It was way better than she expected. So that's a quick example of what it would look like. So whether you've got nothing or whether you've got a lot, odds are good that we'll be able to help you one way or the other. We'll meet you where you are and we'll give you the best help and advice that we can to help either get you on track or keep you on track, whatever the case may be. So give us a call or find us online. We'd love to help you if we can. It all starts with a phone call. Call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. That's your number to reach out to the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Get a plan in place to get you all the way through what we hope will be a meaningful retirement. Just pick up the phone. Call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. That's your number to call to get a comprehensive plan for retirement from the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. 479-876-2100, 479-876-2100. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.